hope you had a lovely break. Everyone enjoyed a snack? Yeah. Yeah, great. Feel refreshed, feel awake? Yeah. yeah, great, awesome. I am, that's great. Um, <laughs> awesome. Um, so we're going to um, head into our modifying moments in a second, but um, uh, Jane um, just wanted to share something before we start. Um, so I'll just hand the mic over to you, Jane. Okay, this is a special request. Um, I have a very dear friend who's not a Christian, who's very cross with God because her little girl died six years ago uh, when she was 10 years old. Um, and yesterday I had a phone call to say that her other daughter, who's 18, has um, a big blood clot behind her eye. And I just wondered if, I said, I'm going to be with 200 Christian women this weekend. I'm going to ask them to pray. So would you mind if we could just pray for her now? Yeah. Okay. Heavenly Father, pray for Lou, uh, my friend, with, um, and all her family. Lord, be with them. Give them your strength and your comfort. And we pray especially for Daisy. And we pray, Lord, for your healing power to come upon her and for her to become completely well. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jane. Um, that's amazing that we can do that, isn't it? That's yes. so amazing. Um, awesome. So we're also going to hear from Steve, are we? Becca, even. Yes, now. Go. Run. Um, so... Um, she is going to, um, yeah, let us know about something. I'll let you say what it is. That's hilarious. That was my husband trying to message me and text me and phone me. And I was it's like, what are you doing? I was there, no. Okay. Like, why are you ringing me? You know where I am. I'll tell you what it is, is that he wanted me to tell you about our magazine that we do, which, because I forgot to do that last night. That's fine. Naughty. Um, so Steve and I um, run a couple of magazines, actually. One's a men's magazine called Sorted, and the other is Liberty. And... We've brought it here, not just because it's a nice magazine for women, but because our vision for it is that it's a, an amazing evangelistic tool. We make a real effort to make sure that it's full of really interesting stuff, and that it's full of God, but in a way that it's really heart honourable. So we send copies of Liberty into women's refuges, into women's prisons, it goes out into the armed forces, same for sorted. Um, but actually, we have a special deal that we do, which we call High Five, because what we love is for just ladies like you and I to be able to have five copies at a time and say, well, I'll have one and keep it for myself because it's rather nice. I'll have another one and give it to a friend. I'll have another one and I might leave it on the staff room at work. I'll have another one and put it into my hairdressers. And another one and I'll leave it in the doctor's surgery and on the table with, with all the other ones. And doing that, we just know that just slightly but surely you're able to touch all kinds of people's lives and it's brilliant. And even if you just subscribe to one, you can always pass it on and it's a... It's a really easy evangelistic tool. It's way easier than talking about your faith because you can just go, read this. Um, <laughs> or just leave it lying somewhere and hope that they do. That's, you know, you go, ah, oh, step one on my little tick list. I've done that. So we're doing that. But if you want to subscribe, talk to Steve. He's got to stand just outside the door. But we have got a special deal. Am I getting this right? He's not looking at me. I am. He doesn't know. So we've got a special deal. So if you want to subscribe for a year, it comes out four times a year. If you want to subscribe, um, and if you do that with a direct debit, then that's £12. Excellent, got it right. But if you do that this weekend, we've got a special deal where we've got some little makeup packs and you'll get a little free gift um, to go with it. So if you subscribe to that, then we'll give you a little gift and you can take that back. So it's like a double whammy. Um, and otherwise, but the high five campaign is brilliant as well because you can just give it away, give it away in top of trees, wherever it is, whatever you're doing. Um, it's just a. Well, I'm biased, but I like it. So there we are. Thank you. Thank you so much, Becca. Hi, Mummy's calling me. Mother's Day. Oh. Don't forget Mother's Day. 
bad salesperson. <laughs> Mother's Day's coming. And the other deal that we do is bumper boxes so that you can give them away to your ladies. You know, sometimes we give away daffodils and things on Mother's Day, don't we, or chocolates. But actually, this is a, this is a gift that lasts. Um, how much are the boxes? Oh, doesn't he sound frustrated with me? I've hardly seen him. Um, £50 for 50 magazines. What a bargain. Um, so if you'd like to talk to him more about that, he'll be just outside the door, and he'll know all the information, and he won't forget to tell you anything. There we go. Thank you so much, Becca. We are amazingly blessed to have so many amazing resources out of the marketplace. That's one of many, so make sure you don't um, go without checking all of those out. Okay, who's excited for Modify Moments? Okay, I'm going to welcome my guests. Can we give a round of applause to my guests, my panellists? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so, welcome to Modify Moments, our chat show that rivals loose women. Um, I am your host, Becky Fair, um, and these are my lovely panellists. Um, so, first of all, would you like... Um, to tell us who you are and where you're from. Um, my name is uh, Jane Williams and I'm from... I think I switch that on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just bear with me. Okay, um, I'm Jane Williams. Um, I'm actually a, a foreign languages teacher from Nottingham um, and uh, married to a, a vicar. <laughs> 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 Amazing. Well, it's great to have you on the panel, Jane. If you want to um, pass it up, and we'll hear from everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm Sarah Carter, and I'm from Wales. Wales. It's <laughs> good to have some Welsh people with me. Um, and rugby's on today as well. Well, rugby's on and Crystal Palace. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm Rhiannon. I'm one of the directors of Activate, and I've been involved with Activate for many years, and I love it very much. And I think I know most of you. So that's me. And I'm Hayley. I'm from Birmingham. Me? You didn't hear me? Listen, somebody didn't hear me because I wasn't loud enough. Yes! People always say I'm too loud. Uh, I'm Rhiannon and I'm one of the Activate um, directors and I've been a part of Activate for many, many years and I've been to lots of your churches and I uh, love you very much. I love Activate. Okay, it's me. I've got no other life, let's just activate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hayley, I'm from Birmingham, and I'm a nest practitioner, and I'm also co-leader at Small Church. Yeah. A place called California, Birmingham. There you California. go. I feel like I should say I've got six kids. Take your microphone away from <laughs> 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 Okay, so a little icebreaker for all of us to start off. Um, Marie Kondo has already been mentioned this weekend. Who's um, into, is it tidying up with Marie Kondo? Who's been watching this on Netflix? Whose wardrobes look completely different? Um, so, you've never heard of it. So on Netflix, it's the craze. Um, so, um, Marie is going into people's houses and helping them declutter, to fold their laundry the best possible way and totally radicalise the way um, they, they fold things, basically, um, and how they keep things that spark joy. Um, but my question to you, so we're all going to discuss this now between you. Um, so are you, three questions, are you messy or tidy? Be honest. Are you a hoarder or are you a clearer? And are you a folder or a roller in terms of how we put clothes in the drawer? Are you a folder or So, messy or tidy, folder or clearer, folder or roller? Okay, you've got two minutes to discuss that. Clearer. 
Um, so who folds? Who folds? No, no not no. everyone. You're doing all wrong. Okay, who rolls? <laughs> who rolls? <laughs> but actually, Marie says to, to fold, but like three ways. Anyway, you need to watch the program. Okay, <laughs> awesome. So scrunches. Okay, great. Just throw it all in, pack it in there. That's great. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Um, Rachel was talking about that yesterday, about embracing the conversations that maybe our non-Christian friends um, were having and engaging in those conversations. Um, and my first guest I want to talk to is Jane, and she's um, fully embraced um, girls going out, having a great time on a Friday night, dressing up, um, having nice food. Um, so she headed up our quiz um, last night for those of you who had an amazing time. I loved hearing your garden. The laughter that was coming out of that room was absolutely amazing. Um, so we wanted to, to hear a bit more about that. And especially for those of you who, um, who didn't make the quiz um, yesterday. Um, so Jane, can you tell us a bit about Girls' Night Out? Okay, well, um, Girls' Night Out is basically a formula of having um, an evening where you would have a three-course meal um, and a quiz and dancing. So it's based on a different theme every time. We do it every eight weeks. And uh, the theme might be from a film like Grease, Mamma Mia, Breakfast at Tiffany's. It might be an era. We've done every decade possible in, this, uh, in the last uh, 100 years, I think. Uh, a place, um, a style of music, Motown, um, all kinds of things. And, and then different kinds of other themes that, uh, that have cropped up that seem appropriate, like back to school or... Disney or Star Wars even, so all kinds oh, of different things that we've done wow. over the years. Um, and it's an opportunity for people to invite their friends to, and the idea is that it's non-cringy, so people have confidence that they can invite their unchurched friends to come along, and they know that they're not going to be, it's not going to be toe-curlingly embarrassing, which sometimes it is. I've been a Christian a long time, and I have uncurled my toes a few times. Um, um, it's about giving women a night off, it's about serving them, it's about making their night as special as possible. So it's not church hall-y, even if it is in the church hall. It's quality, it feels like a restaurant. People dress up if they want to, they don't have to, um, and that is part of the, the fun. People don't get a chance to dance very often, so that's also part of it. Um, and there is no Christian content in it apart from grace, where we thank God for the food, for our friendships, and for the laughter, because he invented all three, and that's a key thing. On those events, 
there is no Christian content. Amazing. And we were just chatting before about how this just um, completely embraces Activate. Um, so this is Jane's first time to Activate, but it's totally what we're about and it's great to have her. Um, and we had so much fun um, last night, Jane. Um, so my next question is, what inspired you then to step out and do this? Um, well, I think it really relates to what Sarah was saying this morning about the changing landscape that we are currently in. Um, it's the fact that there are people who have no... Christian upbringing, no Christian influence in their life at all. They never went to Sunday school and they would only go to church for um, weddings and funerals. And so this was, this is trying to reach those people who need to take that first step over the threshold and go, I'm actually going to a church thing. They know it's a church thing, even though there's no Christian content. We need it to be, um, if they see church as stuffy and boring, then we need to show that we're not stuffy and boring, and that the kingdom isn't stuffy yeah. and boring. Um, we want it to be relaxed, um, so that they feel welcomed. And again, what Becca was saying this morning about um, those people who are on the fringe, who do feel that they don't quite belong, and often single people or widowed people, um, people who uh, just don't feel like they fit, they need to know that they are welcomed, that they are, they can be part of something. So there's relationship building. Um, it is intergenerational as well, and it's it's wonderful to see. We have an age range from 16 to 98, wow. because those grandmas invite their granddaughters, and then you see people sitting around with the with different age groups because we are girls of all ages let's face it um and it's a safe place as well and that's why there are no men <laughs> sorry um but for some people that's a massive thing yeah that they can relax get dressed up have a laugh have a dance and they don't feel um that they feel completely safe um, we have a phrase that, that sometimes it's belonging before believing and people feel like they belong they want to come to it, they're not coming because they need to support, um, and that's why they're coming on. Yeah, that's amazing. That's the kingdom, isn't it? Belonging, sitting around a table, lots of different ages, lots of different backgrounds, and um, just all being together in big community. So, um, so my next question is, where have you seen God at work through these evenings, and how would you connect someone in? Okay, well, um, on average, 60% of the women that come to these events, and um, we, started, we started 15 years ago with 25 people, um, we're now averaging, for the last 10 years or so, averaging between 80 and 120 uh, for different events. And 60% of those easily are people that don't come to church. So we're seeing people coming in, being amazed that this is, you're, you're Christians and you're normal and you drink wine and you have a laugh and uh, gargle water. Um, um, and we also use this phrase that it's an experience of the kingdom before many have even met the king. And if that's all Girls Night Out was, it would be good because it, it meets that, that criteria. But it does lead to something. You'll be relieved to know. Um, what we do is um, we do Girls Night Out specials. So if you were starting Girls Night Out, you'd do, say, four events, and then you would move on and do a Girls Night Out special where it might be a cafe-style church, there's still food, still something to drink, but people know that they're coming to a Christian event. They know there will be um, a, a talk, there'll be prayer, there'll be the Bible and worship, 
and they know what they're coming to. So we do those sort of four times a year. Um, and then also we encourage people to come on uh, a course. People are not ready for alpha most of the time. That's a step too far. But we use something um, called uh, Table Talk, which is the Ugly Duckling Company. We've got resources out there on the, with the Girls' Night Out stuff. And we use um, the Happiness Lab. And that is a course which is totally non-threatening, very relaxing and fun. And if people have never been in that situation where they've sat in a room, yeah. in a living room, and chatted and opened up to other people, they're not ready to to do an inquirer's course even. But once they've done that, then they are ready. Very often they've enjoyed being together, they love the group, and they're ready to do something like a start course or um, a, a puzzling questions or something like that to get them talking about Jesus. Um, and then maybe Alpha or the equivalent after that. So, um, and we have had people who've come to faith through, through a very gentle process really. That's amazing. So, yeah. Amazing. So what sort of encouragement will you give to anyone um, who uh, thinks it's a great idea, they might want to start it in their own church, or they're thinking about something similar, what, um, how can you help them? Well, um, we are looking for churches across the country who would be willing to be part of a pilot scheme. Uh, at the moment, there are four girls' nights out going on um, in, in uh, Nottingham and uh, um, in Wales. Uh, and we would like to have other churches who would like to be part of a pilot scheme. And to do that, then uh, you would need to check, first of all, with your church that this would be seen as part of your mission. It has to have the church's backing. And then if you are interested, then we will provide um, all the packs. So we have packs um, of different themes that have the recipes, the menus, the ideas, the quiz. Uh, and table talk questions as well to get people chatting at the table um, and uh, so they're on the stand if you want to come and chat about that but also it what we're very keen to do is that you don't just go table um, girls night out and do your own thing with it because it could easily become something else I have seen it become something else where people said oh we've got men serving the food and I'm, no no that's not it we don't want any of that. So it does need to be quite controlled in what you do in order to make sure that it stays. We know that it works. Yes. We've done it for 15 years. We know it works. And so if you'd like to be involved in it, we have the guidance. I would uh, be on the end of the phone, email, Skype. I would come to your church if you want me to, to do a presentation. And we'll get it started. And. Um, you know, that would be really exciting. That's great, that's okay. amazing. We'll definitely make the most of that and, and to have that wisdom of 15 years of doing this um, is just fantastic to have. So make sure um, you check out Jane's um, stand in the marketplace. Thank you so much, Jane. That's been Thank amazing you. to hear from that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing, so we're gonna go from a fun Friday evening now to um, China. Uh, which is amazing. <laughs> so Sarah has um, been back in England from being in China. Um, you've been back for a year, haven't you? And you were there for 14 years. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you were doing in China, Sarah? Okay, so yeah, I went out to China in 2004 uh, with my husband as missionaries. But obviously China's a communist country, so you can't like put missionary on your, you know, what you'd really like yeah. to do here. Yeah. Um, so we worked with an 
an NGO, non-government organisation, which was like Health and Education Foundation, which was actually the Assemblies of God, the AOG in mm -hmm. China, yeah. under that banner. Um, so we went out, not having a clue what we'd be doing, apart from like obviously learning the language, and ended up getting involved in a lot of different things. Um, part of that was working with some um, drug rehab, we got into, involved in that, and um, in an orphanage group, we got involved in small groups in our town where we were with um, small Christian groups, so uh, lots of different things over the day. Yeah, amazing. Um, so, um, I wondered if you could teach us any Chinese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, hands up, does anybody know any Chinese already? Okay, brilliant. <laughs> Oh, that's what I was going to teach you, you got it. Well done. <laughs> Great, got it. <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, so ni hao, what does that mean? Good morning, that's not hello. Hello, that's it, brilliant. Ni hao. Hello. Ni hao. Ni hao. Ni hao. I, when I first got there, I'm very, yeah, Rihanna knows it already. Ni, of course, we've all ni, got ni. Okay. Ni and hao, is that hao? How on earth do you do that? So I was right in my head when I first got chance, like, ni hao, ni hao. <laughs> <laughs> I got to remember, so ni hao, but you have to go hao, like that, because tonal language. Of course, yes. Okay, so I think we need all things to try that, do we? Okay? Yeah, go um, for it. After three, one, two, three. Ni hao. Ni hao. Try it again. <laughs> ni hao. Okay, so you'll be greeting each other now, in the coffee area, like, ni hao, ni hao. <laughs> Amazing. Um, awesome. Um, so, what is it like talking to people about Jesus in China then? It's funny. On the one hand, you straight away have an inroad to talk with people because you're a foreigner. So, they're um, very inquisitive and want to talk to you. And when you start getting to chat with people, then they are really open to hear about Jesus. Like, they want to know and they're like, wow, really? And like kind of really accepting of that initially. Um, down the road, as people become Christians and things, it's a lot harder. They're so um, focused on work and pressure and life. I guess it's anywhere in the world, isn't it? But there, there's such a focus of... So going past that is hard. But the initial amazing conversations, you think, wow, it's brilliant. It's amazing. Even coming back, like I've been back a year, and then you think, wow, we had such opportunity to openly, you had a platform straight away just because you're a foreigner. Yeah. Um, but then obviously again, it's communist, so you are very aware that you can't be over the top and you pray to the Holy Spirit and say, God, please help me right now because, yeah. you know, do I say more, I've said too much or yeah. not enough, so yeah. there's that side of it. And I heard you had an interesting conversation on the train, so can you tell us a bit about that as well? Okay, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> Where we lived um, for the second part of our time being in China was in the southwest of China, a province called Sichuan Province. And the town where we lived was um, 400,000, but that's like a relatively small little village in China because it's obviously huge. Um, and our nearest city was either 10 hours north by train or 10 hours south by train. So we did a lot of train rides. And one time we were coming back on the train to Xichang, where we lived. And in China, the sleeper trains, um, it's like an open carriage. I don't know if you've seen any pictures, but they've got bunk beds, three high. It's all open, men, women, old, young, everybody together. Very often somebody slept in your bed before you got in it. So you just think, okay, and you put your like, T-shirt down and sleep on that. 
Um, so anyway, all that to say, when you book your tickets, um, you shouldn't book the bottom bunk. We should have learned our lesson, but because everybody uses that as a sofa kind of a thing till about 10 o'clock at night and lights go out and we all climb up into our beds. So this one night, we were going back, we were really tired. We got the bottom bunk, you know, been there a long time, forgot it, yeah, bottom bunk, and you're like really tired, wanted to sleep. And um, everybody's sitting on the beds, and I've got a little girl called Morgan, she's 10 years old now. At the time, she was probably about seven, six or seven. And we're sitting on the bottom bunk, uh, waiting to go to bed, really tired. And then Morgan said to me, Mummy, because there's a girl, lady sitting opposite us, um, Mummy, does that lady know Jesus? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, why don't you ask her? And she said, well, no, you ask her. Well, I said, no, the Holy Spirit moved your heart, so you ask her. <laughs> so obviously now it's going into Chinese, all in Chinese now. So she's like, um, excuse me, do you know Jesus? And she went, well... No, I don't know Jesus, but she said, I've heard some things about Jesus, but no, I don't know Jesus. And then mummy, like Morgan looked at me and went, well, mummy. <laughs> so I said, well, why don't you tell her a story? Sorry, you're like Morgan for now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, why don't you tell her a story? And she said, well, what story should I tell her? So I said, well, ask the Holy Spirit. So she said to this other lady, she said, can I tell you a story? And she went, oh, that would be lovely. And they both got up and they went and sat where there's like a little table on the side of, you know, by the window. And I saw Morgan, a little girl, sitting opposite to this lady, telling an amazing story about Mary and Joseph and the Christmas story. Wow. And it's not your average evangelistic story, <laughs> but it's the one that the Holy Spirit put on her heart. And I saw this lady sit opposite Morgan with tears running down her face. And I just thought, wow. And then she came over we talked a little more, we went to bed, that was the story. About three months later, we um, were at this music festival in our town. There's a minority people where we lived called the E people, and they had this big E music festival. And we were there, and we were just like getting on, watching it, and being with people. And then this lady came up to us, and she went, she said, do you remember me? And like Chinese faces, <laughs> I got better at deciphering, yeah. you know, but I mean, you just see so many people, yeah. so I said, where do I know you from? And she said, your daughter talked to me on the train. And then straight away it clicked, this, you know, the lady who she was. I said, oh, hi. And she said, I'm a Christian. She was so excited. She said, after your daughter talked to me, she said, I met some other people, and they shared more with me about Jesus, and now I'm a Christian, and she's part of a storytelling group in our area that go into the mountains telling people about Jesus. Part of the story was months later, we're on a train. My husband's speaking to this old Buddhist lady, and I see this lady next to um, this lady. And I'm just thinking, God, you want to speak to that lady? So I say, Paul, you should be speaking to that lady. <laughs> and then Morgan looks at me, Mummy, if the Holy Spirit moves <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> wow, that is such an amazing story. Thank you so much, Sarah. That is so inspiring and just, yeah, amazing. Um, so Sarah's actually doing one of our seminars um, later on this afternoon. So she'll be sharing how her experiences in China um, kind of helped you and you've applied it here so we can learn from, yeah, how, you, how you've learned. So um, have a look and see if you want to go to her seminar. Um, awesome. So um, our next 
panelist is Rhiannon. We all know Rhiannon. Uh, Rhiannon's our director. Um, and Rhiannon is, um, just as Becca was talking about, God being a relentless inviter um, last night. Like, that is what Rhiannon is. And I just want to, like, honour her because she has always got people in her house and she's always hosting. She does an amazing job and she's always got time for you. I remember one time I went and I literally told Rhiannon I had five minutes to come and pick something up from her house. And she made sure those five minutes I was so loved and appreciated. You, don't even, you probably don't even remember it, but you took me out onto your little new back porch thing. Um, um, with your new hammock chairs and you got um, David to get me a drink um, and she's just amazing she, she's a she's a relentless inviter um, but we know you've had a, a different year this year and it's looked quite different for you and um, so we wanted to hear from Rhiannon as to how how you how you've kept on going have you been inviting people round has that carried on is that is that different what what does that look like now Rhiannon no. this year <laughs> and, and the fact is, I know that I haven't, because if I lie and tell you something different, my friends at the back will be shaking their heads. Look at them, look at them nodding. They're like, no, she hasn't, no. No, it's been different. You go through seasons. This that has not been the season for me. Um, at the moment, it's been back home, family. I'm still there. I've still got an amazing group of friends that I meet um, to my lifeline, which are an absolute inspiration to me and help me in so much in my life. But no, I, I can't the same unfortunately, yeah. at the moment. My capacity at the moment isn't there. But God still loves me, and he can't love me anymore or any less. Mm -hmm. And he knows my heart, and he knows when I'm with people, my heart is for people. Yeah, definitely. And there's different seeds about that. And um, Rhiannon's written an amazing blog um, called Living With Highs and Lows, is that right? Um, that you can, you can have a look online as well. Um, but you did host um, one family event. Um, so you want to hear a story okay. about that and how that went. I hosted an event. <laughs> what use the word family in case any family here? Um, no, I hosted an event. What happened was we um, had a big family get together, and there was there was about fifty or sixty people, and they were looking around the room for somebody to host it. And they, this is this isn't like uh, like a normal family. This is like lots of different families that don't ever see each other, haven't seen each other in four or five years. Um, they've got loads of children. They don't know. So it's one of those sort of events where it's sort of a family event, but but you don't really know anyone who's there. And they were looking around the room going, who's going to host it, who's going to host it? Rhiannon's a great host, she loves hosting stuff. And I was like, no, Lord, please, no, no, I can't do it, I can't do it, there is nothing in me, I'm at my, you know, can't do it. But it was silence and they were looking at me, so I knew it was me. So I, I said, of course you can, that'd be an absolute joy. We would love to open our doors to you and host you and I will have such a great attitude about it. So. Did you? No. <laughs> So, um, I knew my heart wasn't right. There's a comedian that says, you know, check your heart. There's a Christian comedian, oh, I love me, he said, check your heart, check out. And I knew my heart wasn't right, and it was on Sunday. So I thought, I know I'm going to get right. I want this to work, but it's, it's not working for me. So I thought, right, I'm going to go to church, because that's what you should do. So I thought, yes, I'm going to go. Even though I was really low, and I wasn't in a good place, I thought, no, you go to church. You, it's, it's, the, it's the repetition, it's, the, um, it's doing the same thing over and over again. That's where you get support, your love and care. And God always meets you when you go to church with your heart like that. And I went, and I sat next to one of my friends, and I'm saying, I've got this event this afternoon. I know my heart's not right. I want to do it well. I want to show God's love. Lots of these people are not Christians, but my heart is not right. And so she prayed with me, and that was it. And I thought, you know, nothing much changed there. But okay, well, yeah, it's good. It's definitely on the tick list of things I should be doing. So I did that. And I wanted to. My heart wanted to, but my head and my body wasn't coming in line with where, my, where I should be. So I got home, and this, this Christian friend sent me this poem, and it's a poem that Fiona Castle's speaking on today, and it was, you know, people aren't always very nice, but be nice anyway, you know. You're not going to get thanks, but do it anyway. 
life's tough, and but do it anyway, but do it anyway. I don't remember the poem, you know what I'm like remembering things like this. You know, just do it anyway. And the whole time, so what I did, right, this, this is like, oh girls, it's okay. So what I did was I, I printed it there and then, in that like five minutes I had before 50, 60 people turned up in my garden. I printed it, I stuck it on my bathroom, my ensuite bathroom, and I went to the bathroom every time my heart wasn't right, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it, because it had to go from here to here. I wanted it to, but it just wasn't making that connection. The fact is, no one said thank you to me at all. I did vegetarian, vegan, different meals, did the whole thing. We'd have big gazebos, we'd have a whole lot of nothing. No one offered to carry a tray, no one offered to wash a plate up or a cup up. It was just, it was one of those sort of different family ones. We've all got those family ones, I hope. It's not just me. <laughs> so I just, I, but I was thinking, God, I know you're gonna use this. And I was washing up, and I knew my heart was changing. I felt my heart change. And as I was washing up, I looked out the window, and I saw this, these people all out there. And they were laughing, and they were joking. And my husband was there in the middle of them, talking to them. And I could see my children being with them and talking to them. And I thought, this is it. And I thought, this is why I had to get my heart right. Because what I see is what yeah. God's doing. Yeah. And sometimes we need to get out of the way. Yeah. And it's not about us, and if they thanked us, and if it was OK, and it looked all right. What mattered was that my heart was, I want this, even though I couldn't quite get it. And having that verse, and praying that verse over and over and over, changed my heart. And I just looked out when I was washing up, and I was thinking, God, you are amazing. You have done this despite me. And so if he can do that with me with a very bad attitude, he can use us all wherever we are. So, so yeah, I still love God, but I wasn't great that day. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being honest. Yeah, thank you. And it is an incredible poem if you don't know. I think it's called Do It Anyway, isn't it? Yeah, so. um, and Fiona will be talking about that in one of her seminars later on this oh, afternoon. I that. Sorry. Um, that next week, I'm sorry, I love my microphone. Um, that next week, we went to an Activate meeting. And when I was in the meeting, obviously this had all happened beforehand, Fiona came and always, she's on the train, I said, can you quickly do the devotion for us? So she came and that was her devotion. The whole devotion was on do it anyway. And I just knew that I knew in that meeting that yeah. that seminar was so important for us as a team in Activate and for Activate women out there. So to do it anyway, that's yeah. it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're gonna move on and chat to Hayley. Um, so Hayley, um, recently um, gave up a job to, yes. to work for church and be fully committed to reaching her local community. Um, and Hayley, I, I know that you're involved in lots of outreach at your church. You've got cinema clubs, stay in plays, Alpha. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the journey that you've gone on to get up to this point? Yeah, okay, stop me if I go on then. <laughs> no, not really. Um, yeah, I think we had an ethos change in the church, which was um, a really famous quote by John Wimber, which is, True church is where everyone gets to play. And we had a whole ethos change that actually what we were doing wasn't about us, wasn't about what was going on inside, but actually it was about each person being what God wanted them to be, wherever that might be, at home, in the workplace, in the street, and in the church building, everyone being what God wanted them to be. And actually the role of the leadership was to empower people for works of service. Not to make a big church, not to make it all here, but to empower people for works of service wherever they might be. Yeah. And that was a major ethos change. Um, and the other thing that came was, um, if you go to another country, like Sarah, you go through such a challenge to get there that you know it's God that's put you there, that it does something to, you, to your mind and your heart about why you're there. And actually, we're all called to be 
missionaries wherever we are and it's a heart change and you live differently with our ethos. So I think as a community, our ethos changed. Yeah. Um, so what happened next? So we, we're actually a very, very small church and um, we've gone through this season where we actually had no children, no children at all in the church. So we decided that we would like children in our area to know Jesus. Um, and we looked at the statistics and thought that's terrible. So we tried Messy Church, and um, Messy Church is brilliant, absolutely good. But for us in that season, we tried it for 18 months, and really, really wasn't, it was great, but we weren't getting them in the doors at all. Um, and uh, so we thought, okay, so if they won't come in to us, one of the guys in the church says, I cycle through the park on the way to work. The kids are there. So that summer, we decided we'd We'd um, advertise it and we'd go to the park, we'd put on an event with um, crafts and sports and, um, and take a bit of fun to the community. Our community, people don't really leave their houses. It's quite, um, um, there's a lot of apathy, um, life's hard. They don't leave their house, it takes real motivation. And as we looked around the park, oh, Max, you want to cry? You saw parents doing things with their kids. You saw them on picnic blankets, making friendship bands. You saw community, be community in the park. It was awesome, absolutely awesome. And then, and then another person in, the, in, our, in our church community said, um, what are we gonna do if it rains? And uh, one person said, well, I've got a Blu-ray player and we've got a church building, let's make it a cinema. Let's do, let's host a cinema club. And it doesn't take much resources wise. And so um, we advertise it as a cinema. It was purely a cinema. There was nothing else in the agenda. People need to know what they're coming to, not come for one thing and get something else. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just did a cinema club. And um, it, it was brilliant. Uh, we just showed the latest Blu ray that came off from the cinema on, um, on you know, yeah, Blu ray player. <laughs> so, yeah, PG or you, um, people. It's got this lost. It's time for me to finish. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and um, it grew. And people signed up for free family activities. And um, yeah, and it just grew and grew and grew. And what was lovely to see was people would come in and it would be all done for them. They'd have their free popcorn, their drink, and they got hosted. But actually, over the time now, people have a sense of community. They chat to each other. Um, they, they stay around and sweep up the popcorn and from that people then came to, we just go out for a meal at Christmas, our church does, and people from the cinema club came to the, the yeah. Christmas meal. Yeah. We, um, at the same time, I can't remember the timing, but at the same time I got involved with um, Activate and I saw what they did here on um, this, this Sunday morning, what was it called? East like Sunday morning. East like Sunday morning. So we thought, okay, we'll have a go at that. We'll decorate the church out, make it nice, and host a relaxing evening for women. Um, and I was so nervous. I was so nervous. And uh, it was you actually that came, wasn't it? Uh, Rhiannon came, and um, some of the girls, ladies from the church, we, we sorted it all out. And I was thinking, oh, what if no one comes? What if no one comes? <laughs> I remember Rhiannon saying to me, if no one comes, no one comes. We'll have a good time, we'll enjoy it, so be it. But people came. Yeah, and over the time, that has been growing and been growing. We do it about three times a year. Um, and, that, and now we've just introduced, um, the last few seasons, just a positive talk. It's not a Christian talk, it's just a positive talk. And just things are growing from there on. Yeah. 
So you went ahead and asked my next question because you just it just sounds so simple and, and it is isn't yeah. it we don't have to have a, we don't have to be a big church we don't have to have loads of resources and the finances we, we just need to have the motivation and willingness and love to go to the park and spend time with those parents and, and children so i just i just love that so much because yeah. we can we can list all the things that Haley does in her church and think oh wow well you know she has the money for it or she has the volunteers for it but it's it's not we can all play our part which is um so amazing um so you also decided to put on an activate training day um so we wanted you to just tell us a little bit about that and how what you got out of it what your team got out of it and the impact that that's had yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i'd come to activate i saw what activate was was about it inspired me to go home and i've been telling people at home all about it but actually um to come away from a weekend is fantastic it's lovely but it's not accessible to everybody mm-hmm. and especially from where i come from whether it be well, different reasons, you know, family commitments, you know, whatever, it's not accessible. And so they said, well, we can come to you. And it, it did an amazing thing. So they, people from our area, we invited people from different churches, we invited people on the fringe, and we invited everybody. And as for, when I do anything, I, I can't do it on my own. I can't. I, everybody has to work when I'm there. Even when I speak, people have to nod and encourage me. I can't do anything on my own. And so we all got involved. We all got involved. And um, as I walked into the church, I, I'd come round from the kitchen and walked into the church. I saw our building, which is small, heaving with ladies, worshipping God. I cried because I thought, I've heard this message. I've had this experience. But actually, now the people in my locality can hear this message, can have this experience, can be inspired just to have a go, wherever they might be, and it's right on our doorstep. And it's amazing. So, before I stood up here tonight, today, whenever we are, I said to some guys that come from my church, I said, so what has it done for us? From your point of view, not my point of view, what's it done for us? And they said, they've got ownership. Ownership. It's not about, oh, best not touch that, that's someone else's job. Everyone has a go and encourages other people. And, and they said, now we feel that we can have a go at more things because we're in it together. It's ours. It's not about, oh, Haley's doing something. Yeah. Yeah. It's about we're all doing it. There was a sense of community, a sense of partnership. It was a stretch, yeah. which was good because you grow with a stretch. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Um, was it easy to work Was it easy? Um, it was a... <laughs> it was planning. Planning was was um, we didn't have to. We did. You only have to do your build. I only had to do the building and the food. We didn't actually have to do the actual content. Yeah. So actually, not having to do the content was releasing. Mm. So that was good. That was supportive. Sorting out our facilities and uh, making it work mm. took you thought processes. <laughs> Definitely, it was a challenge. It was a stretch, but it was good. Yeah. It was good, and you got that sense of yay, we did it. And it was, yay, we did it as a team. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Haley. Um, yeah.
So on your seats, you will find um, a flyer about Activate Train Days, and we would love to take this to your church, um, as we've heard that Haley's Church has really benefited from it. Um, so it would normally be a Saturday, um, 9 till 4, and we would come um, and we would deliver um, teaching um, on, you know, what, what we would normally hear here about French evangelism, but we would love to come and interact with more ladies at your church. Um, so please let us know. Um, if you Come and talk to me. Um, so I'm heading up kind of organising them around the country. Um, so please come talk to me. We've got more information about that, but we would love um, to come um, and bless you guys with a training day. Um, okay. Oh, Hayley's also doing a seminar this afternoon. So your seminar is off the treadmill onto the track, Hayley. So we'll be hearing more about that. Um, great. So that brings us to a close of our Modify moment. So can we give these guys an amazing round of applause?